Realm of the Mist podcast with your host, Chris Stoller, presented by Realm of the Mist. Hey, what's up, guys? Chris Stoller back with Realm of the Mist podcast. It's been a while, but we're back. Before we get into the topics today, because, you know, the reason we've been on hiatus is we were waiting for something decent to talk about. Well, we've got it now. Uh, but before we get there, let me introduce you to the panel. First and foremost, I'm not going to list all his goddamn names. Joe, tell everybody who you are. <laughs> hey, Joe Cahill, uh, the director producer for independent film out here in California. Then we also have there we go. We also have co-hosts of War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, and the Chronicler, Mr. Ray Rumsey. What up, everybody? And then the guy who really has too many nicknames. From the Delivery Brothers podcast, Mr. Anthony Anthem. Or Kamakura Pink. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Wrong show. Anyways. Um, <laughs> hey, guys. What's up? I'm, an- I'm Anthony Anthem, a.k.a. Black Fabio, a.k.a. The Midnight Marauder, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. What's up? I love the fact that he shortens it up for us, but if you ever listen to his podcast, it's literally 20 minutes of him listing <laughs> all his aliases. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Ray and I, Ray, honestly, Ray and I did his show, and uh, I got up and went to the bathroom and then made made dinner for myself, came back, he was still going. No. <laughs> oh, what an exaggeration. <laughs> but, but to be fair, in that episode, uh, we kind of turn about his fair play, because after he was done with that, we kind of took over. So. We did kind of take over. Oh my gosh, I hijacked the shit out of my show. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the highest rated show he's ever had. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That show, that show tanked the moment that he said, yeah, I've got guys from Rebel and Miss. They were like, skip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he, said, he said, how did I get negative views? How's that happen? It's like, it would be fun, they said. It's going to be a good time, they said. How does a video... Like, nothing bad should happen. How does a video that only has three views have 10 million dislikes? <laughs> and the sad part is the three views well, is yeah. me, Anthony, That's and still Ray. views. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, guys... I've got two topics of conversation. Of course, everybody else can jump in with anything else they want to throw in here, but we'll start off with what we were just talking about before we started recording. Mr. James Hetfield of Metallica, unfortunately having a alcohol and non-disclosed addiction relapse, uh, happening to cancel his New Zealand uh, Australia tour where they were supposed to go on tour with uh, Slipknot, I believe it is. And uh, unfortunately, it has been canceled because James Hetfield has re-entered rehab. We already touched on this, but guys, uh, feel free. Now we can record it so other people can hear your opinions. <laughs> <laughs> you well, then we're liable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, so I just want to say is I hope he gets some help. I don't want to see him die from a drug overdose or anything like that. We've lost a lot of people that way in the recent years. Um. So, my goes out to him and his family. Because, I mean, once an addict, you're always an addict. So, when it comes down to it, like, like it's a fight every day. I mean, I got family members who struggle with it every day. Drug addiction. They could be clean for one day to, I don't know, 10 years. 
doesn't make it any easy. It's that when you get to a low point in your life or something like that, that can trigger somebody to go back to something that's not good. Don't get me wrong. When it comes down to it, it's a self-induced thing, but it does mentally wear on a person, especially when they've probably done it for so long. I think I think you're hitting the nail right on the head with that too. Is because uh, you know put it put aside for a minute that he's a celebrity, and you just think about it. Like I know there's a lot of uh, talk in this world of whether addiction is, as, as Anthony put it, self-induced or if it's a, a disease, an illness, uh, the same as like cancer or whatever the case may be. I'm not here to make a judgment call either way. Um, what I will say is that. Regardless of which, once you fall into that rabbit hole, it is next to impossible to get out of it. And it is something that you live with the rest of your life. This is coming from a smoke, a former smoker, cigarette smoker. You know. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you right there. I, I'm a former smoker, and I will tell you, every single day, I crave a cigarette. Mm-hmm. It never goes away. Even if you're clean and clear of it, it never goes away. Yep. And yep. and I just got to imagine that alcoholism or, you know, uh, prescription drugs or street drugs are that much worse. Thank God, knock wood, I've never contracted that type of uh, addiction. You know, I, I, I drink, but I don't drink often. And, and I've never really done, you know, street drugs outside of, like, pot. And I quit that at 17, so I never really... I never really gained the... the, the attachment to it as as people like James Hetfield and other people we all know somebody in our lives that 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 are like that you know what i mean and it it, it regardless of whether you look at it as self-induced and they brought it on themselves or it's a it's a genetic disease or or whatever regardless of that it is a lifelong struggle and i think we can all at least empathize with that oh absolutely mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you know yeah. more power to him with with the rehab i hope it i hope it works for him but it really, you know, as being a huge Metallica fan, and especially like as a musician myself, and, and James is one of my influences, it really breaks my heart knowing that during the St. Anger albums, I know I spoke the Unholy album, but uh, during the James, uh, the, the, the St. Anger era uh, of recording and everything else, James had kind of you know gone off the deep end wound up in rehab got cleaned up came back a year later to actually finish the album much to people's hatred um but the fact of the matter is is since that time i always thought he was clean and i mean most of us pretty much did uh because of the fact i mean they opened up uh blackened records they got out of electra's contract and and opened their own record label re-released all their albums that way released two new albums you know uh with death magnetic and the most recent uh hardwired to self-destruct just got done doing the s and m2 with the san francisco symphony orchestra and now all of a sudden out of nowhere he fell off the wagon it makes you wonder how long this has been going on, and it really disappoints me that he did. Yeah. Well, it could also be that it was like, uh, you know, a momentary, oh, man, I messed up. You know, I did something last night that I really regret and I shouldn't have. Maybe I'd need more help than I thought and nipped it in the bud. That, that's, a, I mean, that's a good possibility, too, but how many people you know that have a one-time fall-off, automatically run to rehab and, and check themselves in for another six months to a year. 
Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe take a week off to, to go home and reevaluate your life with your wife and kids, sure, but, you know, to, 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 and I could be completely wrong on this, I don't know, but, you know, to my mindset, you don't, you don't run to rehab and disrupt your whole entire life for one slip up. Yeah. That's that's true. I you know I was just kind of throwing out hopefully a uh, hope for the best kind of situation. Like I said, I don't know. I hope you're right. You know, again, I I have been a Metallica fan majority of my whole entire life to the point I don't want to use the term obsessive, but when I say I'm I'm influenced by James throughout my music career, and I obviously had nowhere near the success of Metallica. You know, um, throughout the time of my career, I looked at him as almost like a big brother who was training me. Even though I'd never met the man, I never had a conversation with the man. The best I've ever had is, you know, standing in the snake pit of one of their concerts and watching them do what they did. You know what I mean? That was that was the closest I've ever had to like an interconnection with with Hetfield. But musically and 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 personality wise. I always looked at him as somebody to be looked up to, if that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I understand. Yeah. Yeah, and keep looking up to him. I mean, he took the step. Most yeah. don't. True. Very, very yeah, true. It's he... not so much of a failure because he did he did take responsibility for his actions, whatever they may be. Yep. He's there at rehab, and I mean... You 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 probably know people who don't know they have a problem or refuse to admit they have one. Um, all too many. I work with a good many of them. Okay. <laughs> so you know, him at least stepping up and going, "Hey, I got a problem. I'm going to go deal with it." That's that's pretty awesome. Yep, I would agree with that. Anthony, you've been awfully quiet and having your microphone on on uh, mute. Anything to add? <laughs> Silence. He fell asleep. Sure. He fell asleep. I think, well, I think that might have been uh, his phone that was ringing earlier. Maybe he went to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, bad joke. Was that too soon? <laughs> Sorry, Rome man. We promise mist. we'll visit next time, Anthony. Damn. <laughs> Rome of the mist, where poor timing is everything. That's it. <laughs> well, speaking of poor timing, guys. Uh, Make sure you're checking out the return of Breaking the Fourth Wall, where it started off interviewing uh, two members of Realm of the Mist and, you know, a couple buddies of ours on another podcast and has skyrocketed to, God, how many interviews have we done thus far, Ray? Uh, let's see. Well, I, you and I, or myself and Dave were, what, what uh, 63, and I think today we hit 71. Yeah. So, quite a few. And, Quite a few, and I mean, we're we're talking about we're talking about people from Grey's Anatomy and uh, Clerks and uh, God, I mean, Ray's done more of the interviews than I have. I'll be honest, but Monday, Monday, I'm looking forward to Monday. I step back into my element Monday. <laughs> yep, there you go. Yeah, unfortunately, I won't be able to make that one. So I wish you the best of luck with that. Uh, I got the honor of talking, I, I'm not going to do any spoilers, but I got the honor of talking to that guest on uh, the phone and, you know, just an impromptu, hey, get to know him kind of guy. And he's the most chill dude I've ever met. It's disarming. So, you know, 
it's disarming when you know the character that he has portrayed for so many years. By the way, guys, he's a professional wrestler, so that just to you know, not not to spoil anything, you'll see Monday. But uh, you know, he's played such a intense character. You almost, and I know nobody's their real gimmick except for the people who believe their own gimmicks. But you almost expect him to be more high strung than he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's yeah, man. He's like the most chill dude. So that'll be a good one. Everybody needs to, to check that one out when it gets posted up. Please, please, please. Like, it's awesome. Well, he's not the only one we're getting. You've got a whole bunch coming up this week, too. Oh, yeah. I got all kinds of them lined up all across the week. And, you know, we've got uh, Mr. Joe Cahill there trying to pull some of his strings to uh, get us some guests. Right, Joe? Oh, yeah. It looks like we uh, have one for War of the Stars. And then, of course, we'll probably just run right on and let you have him for a, a Breaking the Fourth Wall interview as well. I'm fine with War having the, uh, the Star Wars guest. I mean, of course, <laughs> of, course, course I, of course, I want to be involved because I'm a Star Wars fan, too. But I, I, I don't want to take all the glory and, and everything else. I mean, Mark's schedule, uh, normal life schedule, has kept him from being able to be involved with the Breaking the Fourth Wall interviews. I wouldn't want to take that away from him. Let that be his. Okay. <laughs> I was totally gone for a hot second. We know. <laughs> we know. In fact, I was sitting here stalling by talking about fourth wall waiting for you. <laughs> See, what happens is um, in African-American culture, um, when your mother is hollering at you, you must go, or else it might end up like the Marvin Gaye's dad situation, which means <laughs> I brought you into this world. I'm going to take you out. Well, look, if we're, <laughs> so, we're going to go culturally, culturally into it, I think it really falls under, like, it kind of goes in this stages. And, Anthony, you could correct me if I'm wrong on this. It goes, like, Irish grandmas, mm-hmm. fucking Italian grandmas, German <laughs> grandmas, <laughs> black women, uh-huh. and they're only superseded by fucking Puerto Ricans. <laughs> Hispanic moms, they woo. <laughs> Them hot Latino women. And then on top of that, some Hispanic moms are half black, um, half black and Spanish. <laughs> so you got a mix of crazy in two voices. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to every Hispanic listener. I love you. <laughs> your, women are, your, your women are fine. Your food is really good. And um, I still want to get Jennifer Lopez pregnant. Okay. Moving on. Look, I, I'll, I'll go differently than him. Look, I, I have nothing but love and respect for for the females of the culture, you know, of this of the species. I have nothing but respect for any and all races and cultures. But I'm not sorry for speaking the truth. Okay, <laughs> y'all are nuts. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna put it like this, man. My grandma, uh, my grandma, my mom's side, she was actually raised around Germans. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So you learned to duck at an early age. <laughs> I, I was born in Germany, so. <laughs> All right, Anthony. Um, what we had essentially uh, stated, and I'm regretting uh, downloading IMDb's uh, app because that's what my phone is constantly going off. Hey, check out this show this week. Check out this one this week. Fuck you. I only <laughs> wanted information when I'm interviewing somebody. <laughs> That's why you just do it on the computer, sir. IMDB.com. <laughs> Which is not a. I don't even have that app for my guests. I hate that app. <laughs> Which is not a sponsorship, by the way. 
<laughs> but it hey, yo, could IMDb be wink, wink, nudge, us. nudge. <laughs> it could be wink, wink, I nudge. I will not nudge. hate your app you pay me. <laughs> I will until you turn off the goddamn notifications. I do not give a fuck about the things you're trying to peddle. <laughs> exactly. Unless it's gonna be some movie titties, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear nothing. Well, you know what? Before we before we move on to the main meat and potatoes of the show, let's talk about that a minute. It, it's kind of it's kind of pop culture. Yeah, meat, we're gonna talk about meat and potatoes. No, we're gonna we're gonna talk. Mm. You know, let's let's talk about how like uh, apps and and programs on computer, on phone, on tablet, just force their will on you, and we allow it to happen. We allow these these companies like. Perfect example, we're on YouTube right now, and YouTube will not monetize our shows on Realm of the Mist. Uh, the reason of being they will not is because we don't have enough subscribers, and our subject matters don't always follow their guidelines. But, they'll, but, they, but they will throw their ads on our shit where they get paid. Mm-hmm. And it used to be an, it used to be annoying enough that you would get one ad throughout the whole entire video, and you could skip it in within five seconds. But now they're getting smart and giving these ones like the video will start after this ad, and it's two or three of them in a row, and then ten minutes later you're getting it again. Like they are really out of control with their with their thing. But then as you keep skipping the ads or, or whatever else or you stop watching the videos because the ads keep popping up, then all of a sudden they're advertising and, and notifying your phone or whatever about hey, YouTube premium. Then you don't have to deal with the ads. Yeah, because I'm giving you money. Fuck off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I ain't gonna lie, I think we should get a piece of that pie personally. Oh, absolutely. I think it's ridiculous that YouTube's making all the money and the creators are the ones doing all the work. Facts. I mean, I focus on my YouTube channel. I just started the shit, but it's just like I'm not expecting to get monetization anytime soon. Yeah. To be quite honest. Not associated with us. <laughs> go befriend the Man. go befriend the young Turks or something. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh hell no! They too much even for me. <laughs> like, I like them sometimes, and sometimes they get on my damn nerves. Like, I bought this. If I really want to make this money or whatever, I'm just gonna hustle and make it happen. Figure out sponsors, shit like that. Obviously, it definitely ain't gonna be the YouTube vids to do it. Well, Notoriety is a motherfucker. Oh, absolutely, and of course, reputation is everything. So you've got good sponsors. Keep with it. We've got one, and unfortunately, if you notice in the most recent videos, we have not been running his ad because there's been some issue uh, within his company. He, he's still our sponsor, but unfortunately, some of the things have to be changed, which means we will be, we will be re-recording the ads as soon as everything's back in order. So uh, we still have our sponsor. We just can't run ads with uh, the previous ads we had right now. So... <laughs> but, but uh, uh you know but oh yeah to, uh, to everybody who loves jerky uh, speaking of which um, there's a great company called Carlton's Grand Jerky um, they're based out of uh, South Dakota they make a sweet brine style jerky that will melt in your mouth before it even touches your hand if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna quote your sponsors on our show, we get a piece of the pie. We want money. 
Or pizza the you know jerky what, um, <laughs> No, I don't care. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, go to Grand Jerky um, go to GrandJerkySD.com <laughs> to order yours today. And no fucking joke. That's a real site. GrandJerkySD.com. And they're also putting in the Buffalo Jerky too. Coming soon. Guys, remember that. Go get some beef jerky and let them know it's like uh, Realm of the Mist allowed it to happen on their site. So uh, at least send them some like, some of that buffalo jerky. We'll, we'll, take, that. we'll take that for payment. But, you know, it's a good handshake. If I get some mesh, I'll split it with y'all. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, seriously, is, am I the only one who notices this? Like a perfect example. Facebook. Your, your phone is listening to you, and Facebook is completely... Uh, just attacking your your private life. They are completely invading your personal space. Have a conversation with somebody about anything under the sun. Not on Facebook. You're not on. You're not on your phone. It's in your pocket, on your desk, whatever the case may be. After that conversation, go on Facebook and tell me you ain't seeing ads for the exact fucking thing you were just talking about. Uh, every time. I know it's so weird. Like it, it creeps me out sometimes because it happens on Instagram too. Well, I'll be sitting there. It's like I want something that'll make my life easier for doing business. <laughs> Boom! Application planner. <laughs> oh yeah, and they say it's all their their algorithms and everything else. But my, my buddy Mark and I, we will be driving down to Fresno or or Bakersfield or L.A., and so we will go esoteric and just have the weirdest conversation possible. And by the time we get to our destination, we're getting ads on Facebook. <laughs> you got, you got to, all of a sudden, let's talk Logan's run. Dude, I'm not even joking. I One time my phone normally sits next to me, especially when we were doing the live shows on Twitch. And it was a particular time when we were doing It Had to Be Said with Venus. And I was having the conversation with Venus about uh, the sex robots coming out. I kid you not, I started looking at Facebook while I was rendering the video, and I had ads for getting a sex bot coming up. Well, that would probably be because you search porn. No, I don't, <laughs> believe it or not. Believe it or not, I really don't search porn. <laughs> I, was, I was kidding, Chris. I have no. Facebook friends that send pictures. Um, <laughs> it saves me money in the long run. But, uh, <laughs> but And Anthony, by the way, you owe me a couple more. <laughs> what he's sending to you and not the rest of us? It's like if you if you're, you're sending... chewing gum, you got to have enough for everybody. I'm telling you. Man. Okay, what am I sending? Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up! Hold up. Why, why are we putting Anthony in something he don't even know what the heck is going on, sir? Yeah, you should. First of all, you should definitely see his sponsored beef jerky. <laughs> okay, first of all, it is good jerky, sweet brine. By the way. <laughs> okay, I gotta put oxygen on or something. <laughs> yes, get you some sweet beans. Yeah, his beans are kind of. So sweet let's too. get to the other question, uh, the other topic. I think we're talking about my sweet meat first, sir. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to help get your views up. <laughs> As we talk about another man's sweet meat, thank you very much. Yeah, I don't think it's the views we're talking about getting up around here. Woohoo! Uh, <laughs> I'm about to ask some fucked up DMs. 
right, but uh, seriously, the meat that we 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 are going to step into the topic that brought us here today. As most of you know, all of us here at Realm of the Mist, for the most part, are huge Star Wars fans, and. With the new trilogy, since George Lucas had sold the uh, company uh, Lucasfilm and the Disney fran- or a uh, Star Wars franchise to Disney, it has really split the the fan base really down the middle. Like some people like the new shit, and some people absolutely despise it to the point that they're claiming that Disney is ruining their childhood. All the while, we have people like like myself included who have been. Still trying to turn around like, look, it may not be what I expected, but it's still Star Wars. I'm happy. And George Lucas is acceptable of it, so why shouldn't I be? Well, that's about to change. Actually, it did change. And unfortunately, it's now had a lot of uh, YouTube commentators, armchair uh, critics, and a lot of the fan base either going, I told you so, or reevaluating what they've stated to defend the Disney franchises up until this point. Bob Iger has released a autobiography, I believe it is. I don't remember the, na- the title of the book. Bob, Bob Iger, for those who don't know, he's the guy who own- runs Disney right now. He's the head chief. And apparently within that book... It has been made abundantly clear that not only is George Lucas not happy and, in fact, embarrassed by the the direction that Disney has taken his beloved Star Wars, but at, at some parts we already knew, like uh, George had treatments for seven, eight, and nine that Disney was had promised that they would uh, use in their trilogy, and absolutely zero of it. Has been used. In fact, they just took his treatments and threw it in the garbage. Guys, look, I I, I stated, I joked with it before the show began. That he's, you know, George is crying all the way to the bank with $4.5 billion. But, jokes being aside, I, I can totally sympathize with George because we were the re- the fan base was the reason George sold Star Wars. But at the same time, Star Wars was his baby. That launched him in ways that never could have, nothing else could have done. And to watch somebody else take your child and just change the way you raised it, you you nurtured it, you you grew it up, that's got to hurt. So let, let, let's, let's start off with uh, the, the, the director-producer who would understand better than any of us on how that is. Joe, how, how did you it, feel even hearing about this? I, I kind of had a feeling from the beginning uh, that he had no creative control when he sold it, and he was going to regret that decision. Mm-hmm. And it, it's come out that he does. I'm not surprised. But what's he going to do about it? He can't do anything. Um, I'll tell you what, I've disliked uh, 7 and 8 more than 1, 2, and 3. Now, there's a topic for everybody to go after me on. <laughs> well, no, I would, I would almost agree that people that used to hate the prequels now validate them because of their hatred of 7 and 8. To be fair. Yeah, I would agree with that. To be fair. But, I mean, at the same, at the same time, like, there's been talks where 7, 8, and 9, George Lucas's treatment was supposed to delve more into the biologicalness of the Force. 
kind of justifying midichlorians. I mean, Ray, would you say that we kind of dodged a bullet in a sense? <laughs> or do you... I think so. I think it definitely would have made things um, much more convoluted than they needed to be. I think everything was fine back in 4, 5, and 6 when they explained it as, you know, not a actual physical thing. It was more of a spiritual thing. I don't know why we had to go into Metachlorians. Why did we have to create it into this physical thing? I don't know, because, you know. Yeah, I think he, he went way over the top with that, wanting to be able to show how they found a jet, new Jedi. Well, I think I think that that was the, the nail on the head. It wasn't so much about finding a new Jedi, but to explain how powerful Anakin was. Right. They didn't want to just say, "Oh, he's the most powerful Jedi because the Force is with him." They wanted to quantify it. I get right. I get the point that they were doing it. It probably just wasn't the right idea to do it. You know what I mean? Um, but I guess George was intending to retcon it in seven, eight, and nine, or at least give a better explanation to it. But before we get off a of topic, let me let me get uh, Anthony's uh, reaction to the news, and let me ask you this, Anthony: with all that's been going on and what you heard about Bob Iger's book and about George Lucas and and his regrets with the Star Wars saga that Disney has been releasing, which, by the way, as of right now, it is still stated that George does like Rogue One, so it's not every Star Wars movie that is released under Disney, just the sequels and, of course, Solo. Um, but has it changed your opinion of the films? Like when you watch seven, eight rogue one or solo now, does it like, this isn't star Wars now or does it matter in one way or another? For me, I enjoy the movies. Yeah. I mean, as a person that grew up watching these movies, yeah, I've had my questions myself, but I understand that this is from a different creative eye. Of course, it's not going to be it's not going to be George Lucas's Star Wars. I already figured that one out. I mean, hey, this version of Star Wars is more cynical than the old school ones <laughs> in a lot of different ways. But I'm a person that has a cynical thought every once in a while, so for me, it's sort of like it kind of matches my personality. It's definitely from a darker concept than even the original ones. And I mean, I enjoy what it is for what it is because at the end of the day. I got to see another generation of Star Wars. I've gotten two generations in just one lifetime. Like the th- um the first like, you know, like like the last I'm sorry, the mid 3, since technically it is mid 3. Those episodes I saw when I was in the, uh, when I was a kid and then when they came out 1, 2 and 3, I was like dope. We get to see kind of more of the story behind what happened to the Star Wars that, you know, came out in the 70s, because those are older movies, and then this generation gets Star Wars too. It's everything always, always, I've always expected a change in it, to be quite I like honest. that, Anthony. My only problem with, with uh, 7 and 8 is they're just 4 and 6 rehashed, or 4 and 5 rehashed. Yep. I mean, in if a lot they, of ways, If Disney yeah. went original, that could have been cool. I don't know. I don't but remember, I don't, did. I don't remember a slow car chase in 5. <laughs> Look, I, I and you know what? I I have yet to remember a mother uh, about your mother joke in any of the original six Star Wars movies. Well, there's going to be some differences, like in number four. You know, instead of a planet destroyer, it was a system destroyer. Come on, 
there were some changes. Yeah, but they kind of. But it was just a big upgrade. But, it was just those that big. But they did. But they did kind of play it off. I mean, Harrison Ford's line of "Okay, so it's bigger," like you know, was was perfect. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, here we go again. You know. <laughs> but that's, uh, you know, some Disney sh- could have gone and should have gone original. I mean, it's Star Wars. Take the story in another direction. Well, here's here's a question I'll, I'll ask everybody here. Uh, besides besides Episode Nine getting ready to release, and of course we got the Betty Offen Weiss uh, saga coming up, which as of yet is all but been announced as as an Old Republic uh, series, um, which people have been clamoring for for a very long time. Uh, we have the Ryan Johnson trilogy, although we don't know when. And now I'm starting to see shit about Kevin Feige having Star Wars films. Marvel's mm. Kevin Feige. Um, do you think well, that the revelations that Bob Iger basically, you know, and, and the Disney Corporation screwed George Lucas, the maker, the creator, and that George is extremely unhappy about it, do you think this is going to hurt the franchise moving forward from Episode Nine on through? Are the fans going to be turning around going, enough is enough, or are we still going to be like, yeah, we'll bitch about it all we want, but we're still there opening night? Well, from where I, my viewpoint and from what I do for a living, I'm going to regret saying this, but fans say they're never going to watch something all the time. But the box office never seems to match that. True. Right. You know, when you've got a big, big series like, look at Star Trek. The, the, the new three movies, they, they still made plenty of money or they wouldn't have gotten three of them. They weren't terrible. And no, they weren't terrible. And the fans went crazy. Oh, it's not the original crew. It's not even in the right universe. And they still went out and bought those tickets. But that was the reason why they did it. We're talking about, but we're talking about with the sequel trilogy. We're talking about something that's supposed to be an established storyline. It's not Star Wars' Kelvin timeline. No, but that's what I'm saying. Disney should have gone another direction and still stayed on the established timeline. True. Uh, let's see the old republic. Let's see the reformation of the new republic and their new and a new enemy, instead of the time amount of time they skipped. To there's a new empire and it's already about taking over everything. I think a lot of things. Right. I think a lot of things were left unsaid in it too. And I think I think Ray, you and you and Mark and and Joe could could delve into this harder than I could. Uh, come War of the Stars, but I mean. I, it's true that they that in this new trilogy they really haven't established who's in charge of the galaxy. I mean, in the uh, in the prequel trilogies, the the Republic was in charge. We knew the Republic was in charge until its downfall and became the formation of the Empire. In the original trilogy, the Empire ruled with an iron fist. Since Force Awakens, is it the New Republic? Is it the Resistance? Or is it the First Order? Is the First Order that much of a threat? Or is it just a terrorist cell? Like. Nothing's really explained as well as I think it should be. Right. And I'm wondering if that's one of George's problems. If a lot of those questions were going to be answered, were we going to start closer to, you know, did he want to start closer to the end of Jedi? Mm -hmm. Um, Because, like we said, the one he's liked so far, Rogue One, smack dab in the middle. And was also the one that paid the best homage to the original trilogy. Exactly. You know, unlike Solo, which was just Fast and Furious in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Plus, you know what? He's got an ego. Look what he created. He's got a big ego, and Disney bruised it. Yeah, but when you create something like that, can you blame somebody for having an ego? Uh, nope. Nope. 
Not for $4.5 billion. Man, he felt like the big dick in the locker room. Let's just be honest here. Well, that's yeah. it, dude. He, Yeah, everybody plays in his sandbox, but we all see the trench from his fucking nuts and balls dragging across. This guy has a right to his ego. He created... Right, and you know what? He's not the one that came out and said he was mad. That is true. He he kept it in stride the whole entire time. He still showed up to Star Wars celebrations. He still showed up to premieres, smiled, shook hands, mm-hmm. said, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it. Blah 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 blah. But I mean, showed up on set of Solo, shows up on other sets, you know, shakes their hands, the actors, the directors, and says hi to them. The only uh, the only time I ever saw anything, and I'm I'm not even sure about the validity of it, but apparently there was an interview a, a while ago where he compared Disney to white slavers. But I think it was oh, taken no, I, it was taken completely out of context or something of that nature. White slavers. Huh? <laughs> you know, but that that's about Well, the... he is married to a black woman, so he probably got it from his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I mean, you know, like that's the only negativity I've ever heard out of Lucas selling the company, you know, and and proclaiming that Kathleen Kennedy was him, you know, the one who to succeed him, which we all know that Kathleen Kennedy was definitely somebody who took George's vision and completely flushed it uh, oh. for her for her political points of view and everything else. It's another another conversation that we've had numerous times before. But to know that the company itself, Disney, which I, I don't know why everybody's so surprised, a major corporation screwed a little guy. In other news, water is wet, but at the same, <laughs> but at the same time, it's it, it, you know we look at it and it's like this is, this is more than just a movie. It, this is American folklore. This is childhood nostalgia. This is fucking Star Wars. You know, it's so intergrained in our culture, our American, our worldwide culture. You know, you got you got people in the political arena talking about globalism. Star Wars is globalism. It's the one thing that unites all of us. One of the few things, right? You know, and Disney just turns around and you know pulls out its mouse cock and starts slapping everybody in the face, saying, "No, you'll bow to my way." Huh? You know, and <clears throat> like, how as a fan base should we take that? And you know, notwithstanding what George Luke you know went through, but us as a fan base, how are we supposed to take that? How should we take that? How should we, or how do they expect us to? Well, I don't care how they expect. They expect us. <laughs> they expect us to pay our money like good little fucking mindless idiots. But um, exactly. But how should we respond in kind, knowing what they did to the franchise, knowing what they consciously did to the creator of the franchise, and really having a devil may care mentality to something that is held so sacred within the global culture. Yeah. Who who wants to go first? I don't care. <laughs> well, and I th- I think if George made that comment about Disney, it was probably more on how they treat the theater owners. Uh, because that was a big deal, you know, forcing the deals on them if you want to show our movie, you're going to give us this much of your ticket sales. Uh, right. instead of what normally the the cut is. Um, but wow, that's a big topic. I don't know if we have time to get into that one. Well, I mean, because it's gonna get me in trouble. I mean, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's not the first time Disney, especially, has done that. Look at the deal with Sony and how the MCU almost lost uh, 
Spider-Man, which as of the recording right now, apparently Spider-Man is back in the MCU. But, you know, the original deal, and I don't know the, I don't have the full topic in front of me, but the original deal for Spider-Man was like Sony gets majority of the money and, and Disney gets something like 5%. You know, Marvel. And guess what deal Disney got out of this one? I don't, I don't know. What? 5%. <laughs> Sony stuck to their guns, and Disney's the one who caved. You know what? I applaud Sony for it, then. I do. Because I really thought we were going back to fucking shitty Spider-Man movies. And that Disney, Disney in its infinite greed, because, I'm sorry, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if anything in this world makes money, it's the Cinematic Universe of Marvel. Five oh, in all respects, five percent of one character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe isn't enough for you. I'd take it. I would take point five percent of that take. <laughs> Give me a nickel out of every hundred dollars, and I will still live the rest of my life comfortably. Shut the fuck up, Disney. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> They, 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 they're greedy. They're always going to be greedy until they own it all. And one of these days, I think the next time they try to purchase a big studio, we're going to finally see some major antitrust stuff come up. Yeah, I, I believe that too. It came real close with Fox. Um, I think the next next one, they'll we'll see it. Well, who would be the next one? They bought all the the major competition. Well, Sony's still out there. Um, Is Sony really competition? Come on. Um, what about well, well enough that they were able to hold their guns and say you're not going to do Spider-Man for that? You're going to give us our five. You're going to keep the five percent and be happy with it. So what about Viacom then? Oh yeah, Viacom Paramount. They they're out there. Oh yeah. All right. Well, that's that's all I'm saying. That that's a that's a fair trade. Then uh, Joe, you're a huge Star Trek fan. How would you feel if Disney announced that they bought fucking CBS and Paramount? And oh, now panic. own the uh, Gene Roddenberry franchise. Now they would kill the franchise. Even though it is probably the most politically correct franchise in history, they would find a way to ruin it by introducing their own political aspirations to it. Oh, you mean like yeah. STD? Sorry, but it's the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's, let's make a Star Trek so cerebral, not even Star Trek fans can watch it easily. <laughs> you know, hopefully they hopefully they fix that issue with Picard. It, it looks good so far, but I mean, you know, ne- neither here nor there. I mean, we're talking about franchises. Like, what if they bought New Line Cinema and all of a sudden Disney now owns fucking Lord of the Rings? Yeah. yeah. See, now we're looking at where we're going to see antitrust issues. Mm-hmm. They're going to own. They can't own everything. Well, I mean, it all does. It doesn't matter anyway because uh, you know a wise movie that I watched back when I was a kid kind of already predicted it. And as we all know, Taco Bell will win the fra- franchise war. <laughs> Not without the uh, like, little Chihuahua. Uh, <laughs> that was already predetermined by Demolition Man. Yep. As a matter of fact, how would you like to interview one of the cops from Demolition Man on Tuesday? On Tuesday, let me see what I got Tuesday. Uh, depending what time, I will make that happen. <laughs> All right, uh, that 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 is a good day for her. So I will uh, get back with you after the show. Just no sex. Fantastic. Just no sex thoughts. I've seen that movie. 
<laughs> we're, we're just going to talk about the shells. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> you know, there, I have a, the, the meme on how to use those. I'll send it to you, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Go to your room, sir. You're grounded. <laughs> so, yeah, again, uh, I, I will I will ask everybody here, uh, in your opinion, do you think these revelations coming out is it even going to have an impact on the Star Wars uh, franchise moving forward? Uh, no, it's not going to change a thing with Star Wars and with Disney. Yeah, I don't think he, so. He put it in there because it's going to sell more books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if it did make him look like kind of the the ass in all this, I mean, let's face it, he didn't have to put that in there, but he did. Right, and any publicity is good publicity, good or bad. That is true. When you're a company that size, oh, what else did he say about George Lucas in that book, or who else did he dish dirt on? I better go buy that book and read it. Well, I mean, look at what happened. Well, what I don't remember exactly when it was, but it came out that Walt Disney himself was just an out-and-out racist, and that changed nothing. Yep. He Didn't was slow down racist. sales at all. That's because people still love Disney movies. They're like, well, the motherfucker's dead. Yeah, but you know, you know what? <laughs> there you go. All I'm, all I'm thinking about is the Family Guy non sequitur about uh, you know uh, Walt Disney being frozen in carbon, uh, 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 cryogenically frozen, and he opens up the li- you know cuts to the scene. And he opens up the lid. Are the Jews all gone? No, sir. The Jews ain't all gone. Damn! And he goes back into cryogenic freeze. <laughs> <laughs> he gonna be in that motherfucker for a long time, then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean. I mean, even I epic mean, rap they... battles of epic rap battles of history did it. Uh, when uh, uh, Epic Lloyd and 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 the other guy, I forget his name, uh, Nice Dan, I think it is, did uh, Stan Lee versus Jim Henson, and you know it started like a typical rap battle where it's like one's talking about his franchise and how great it is, and the other one's talking about his franchise and how great it is, and then they started ending it with you know paying respect to to Jim and, you know, his legacy and how he died too soon, and then all of a sudden, you hear, like, M-I-C-K-E-Y, and here comes fucking Walt <laughs> Disney. He's like, I own all of you. Get your fucking asses back to work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, some child slave labor shit or something. Uh, <laughs> and Which, you know, little little caveat in there, speaking of Jim Hen- Henson, if anybody has not yet watched the new Dark Crystal. I highly recommend it. It was excellent. I was kind of worried about it, because you know how sequels go, but this was pretty darn good. I couldn't get past episode two. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. What What, Just... what made you... Ha- I haven't watched it yet, because I've... I've been scared. I mean, I, 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 I talked to one of the actors of the, of the, the show, like, religiously. And I don't want to, like, turn around and finally have to tell him, like, eh, I didn't like it. You know, you watch I mean? it, then we'll talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's like... Because you may like it, love it like Ray, or you may be more like me, or you may be somewhere in the middle. Uh, <laughs> and that actually would make a great episode of our OTM after you watch it and the three of us get on. Yeah, yeah, that'd And then be we'll cool. have Anthony... You know, be the ringmaster and keep us from going at each other's throats. Yeah, he's the, <laughs> oh my god! He's the referee. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on. Well, one one last one last t- uh, tidbit of Star Wars. I I I it, this popped in my head. I was at uh, Walmart the other day, 
and you know doing normal food shopping and shit like that and i'm actually shocked we're going into the month of october here and i'm wondering if you guys have noticed this either and if this is a ploy or if this is a good thing or a bad thing or what's going on what do you think disney is thinking that there has not been any rise of skywalker merchandise out no new toys no new clothing you know t-shirts or anything just nothing and we're two months away from the film. Mm-hmm. Two months. Excellent. War of, the, War of the Stars topic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never, I didn't even pay attention I didn't even click it. You're right. Usually it's out like in January with a December release. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Starting to, to, you know, build the hype. Right. Now, do you think it's... I mean, by they've already got Christmas stuff out, and everybody knows Christmas time is Star Wars time. I mean, do you think it's because they're trying to protect uh, how the film goes, so they don't want to give anything... You know, basically being spoiler-free, or are they pulling another issue like they did with Solo, which is under-merchandising and under-promoting this film? Man, yeah, that could be either, honestly. Because uh, if you think back to when the last time these movies were coming out, they released toys and things like that, and all of a sudden all these uh, fan theories started flying around, and some of them were actually right, and it was all because they released you know merch too early. But I mean, it's not just Rise of Skywalker either. If you think about it, like think of the toy lines. Where are the Mandalorian toys? Where's the announced Obi Wan Kenobi toys? We last when I this weekend when I was at Walmart yesterday and I went through the toy line I saw Oh, uh, I found why. I I, fa- I saw I saw, you know, WWE The Triple Fr- the Triple Force Friday on October 4th, 2019. They will be dumping all their Star Wars merchandise onto the market. Oh, there you go. Oh, wow. But again, October so, 4th. That, huh? But yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Rise of Skywalker, uh Kenobi, uh, basically everything's going to be uh, all new stuff for all of them is going to hit on that date. It says, wow. Sounds like I'm going to be very broke come October. <laughs> yeah. That just sucks. Cause I'm going to spend so much money <laughs> that I really should be spending an end to my films. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just got, done, I just got done bitching about fucking, you know, Disney. And at the same time, here's my, here's my paycheck. Just, just, yeah. Taking it, taking it. Yeah, this awesome, awesome red Star Wars uh, stormtrooper armor in just <laughs> yeah. blood red looks phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that or not yet. The Sith yeah. trooper, the Sith trooper. Yeah, yeah. Anna Voss, like, here oh, I come. Where do I swipe my card? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta go out and get a hit so I can get some insurance money. <laughs> I'm so mad at Disney. I'm gonna spend all my money and all everybody else's money, and if I can get a hold of like Ray's credit card, I'll spend that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we are. We are behind you, George, until we get to the store. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> but no, I I am one hundred twenty thousand percent behind George Lucas, and I, I mean, yeah, I I you know my final thought on it, it's like yeah, okay, it's not the Star Wars that it should have been. But it's still Star Wars to me, so I'm still I, I'm still gonna watch it. I wish Disney had gone more the route they went with Marvel, and left a lot of the creative control with the people who know it. That would have been right. Yeah, with the ability to step in and say no, 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 you can't go there. Um, well, they have somebody who knows what they're doing, and they don't want to use him. That's Dave exactly. Filoni. Dave Filoni is the 
fucking Padawan of George Lucas. If anybody could step into the shoes of George Lucas, it's Dave Filoni. And if you want to argue that point with me, uh, Clone Wars, Rebels, (laughs) they speak for themselves. Give this guy a live-action movie and let him show you what Star Wars is supposed to be. We hope. I we hope. I firmly we can believe only he, hope. I firmly believe he could. Because if anybody understood what George George's vision for for Star Wars' franchising universe was, it was Filoni. And I think the new season of Clone Wars is gonna prove that. Yeah. Clone Wars. <laughs> but you know Clone Wars you say. <laughs> but the long and the short of it, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull interview time now. I don't think we've ever talked about this, Joe. What films do you have coming up that you're supposed to be pouring money into? You brought it up, so we might as well learn about it. Oh yeah, I have a feature we're gonna start shooting next year, and it's it's a science fiction feature called The Last Battleship, and you can find it on Facebook under The Last Battleship Movie. It is going to be amazing. We are talking. Hopefully, another Star Wars type film coming out of Modesto. That is our goal here. <laughs> Tell me you love that idea and that you're going to support it. And yeah. if you if you guys want to invest, I'm more than willing to bring you on as associate producers. <laughs> I want to be nice. in a film. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what? For the right amount of money, you can be. <laughs> <laughs> See the respect I get when in that my goes own live on our uh, our our. Crowdfunding, that will be one of the perks. Nice. Um, a, a, a walk-on, there'll be a, just a plain walk-on you're seeing. Um, there will be a walk-on with a line, and then there will be a walk-on with several lines and full credits and everything else. That's <clears> awesome. So you would actually become a known character in the film. We have Ooh. a role that will open just for that. Um, it will be a lot of fun. It is going to be a basically a Marine in the future. And very important when the uh, enemy or the unknowns, as they're called, tried to board the battle, go ahead and board the battleship. So Ooh. get to run around in combat armor and shoot at aliens. So that'll be the role with some, with some lines as a squad leader. <laughs> or, or, uh, or as we put it in chronic, uh, sounds dicey gaming uh, on a, thir- that's a typical Thursday night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we won't mention you're in the red armor or shirt. But, uh, <laughs> but your character may even survive to episode two. Yay. <laughs> then we have uh, Night Mistress, which is in uh, post-production now. It is a horror thriller, and it is about a uh, young actress who's a scream queen whose uh, boyfriend, a producer, gets murdered by some mobsters. So she ends up taking them out one by one as the creatures from her films. Nice. Uh, yeah, really, really kind of an awesome script. Nice way to go about it. Uh, that's a Philip Cable production. He is the director of that, and he wrote it. And then we produced it in association with Watchmas Videos, AAA Entertainment, and then our executive producer was um, uh, Dream Cinema out of Hollywood. That's awesome. And then I have a vampire science fiction one, The Fifth Legion, that we are laying down the pre-production stuff for now. So it'll have an interesting concept as well. So you guys can check all of these out on Facebook under their names, as well as all of our short films and everything else we've been working on. Steamhouse Entertainment's the name of my company, and you can find everything through them. 
And I'll make sure I'll make sure Joe sends me the link to be able to put in the description down below of the YouTube and Anchor uh, episode uh, releases of this episode. So, and of course, iTunes and everything else, it shows up everywhere. So, make sure you guys click that link to be able to not only check out the upcoming projects, but to be able to support them. Please, please. And speaking of people, people on support, uh, Ray. Why don't you go ahead and tell them about what you do when you're not sitting here uh, <laughs> shaking your head at everything that comes out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, dear God. Where did I even start? So, first and foremost, I uh, am the chronicler in Chronicles of the Lost Realm, um, putting you guys through your paces and whatnot, and shaking my head there, too, ironically. You know? uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Who wants chowder? Yeah, yeah, that was a good episode. I laughed pretty hard at that one. You, you, um, you missed out on that, Joe. You you really missed out on that one. I hope you listen to it at least. Yeah, yeah. I have it on my schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just been a rough week. <laughs> I'm a co-host on uh, War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, and uh, you know, side by side with uh, Mark Tolley and um, Joe here, we we tackle the real tough issues of the Star Wars world. And then, um, as of late, the newest thing to kind of add to my docket is um, helping Chris out uh, with the hosting duties of uh, Breaking the Fourth Wall, and which is newly reformatted as a interview show. Um, those are actually, I, th- I think, Chris, you, we discussed um, just catch and release. As soon as we get them, we're going to put them up. Pretty the much. Interviews. Pretty much. I mean... Uh... For, for example, the interview I'm doing tomorrow will more than likely see airtime either late tomorrow night, if not the morning of the day after. Like, so basically right. Tuesday. But essentially that's the way it's going to be is once we get the interview, because we're, we're winding up with so many, and I feel bad because, you know, we're recording them, we're putting them in the bank, and we're releasing them once a week. There's some, we, have, we were so behind on, on interviews that we had that it would be, Two months down the line before their episode would air. You know exactly. What I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was finally so, like, you know what? Screw it. It's just going to release when we get it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, as far as um, where you where I can be found per se, uh, Chronicles of Lost Realm is kind of my moniker. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Facebook under those names. And I recently have moved on to the big and better world of Twitter. So you can find me, Chronicles of the Lost Realm, at uh, Twitter as well. Oh, you poor, poor child. And who the hell, <laughs> who the hell is snoring? <laughs> Mr. A.K.A. Rip Van Winkle. Oh, we kept him riveted through this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I passed out. I am, like, out of it. Um, so I had to drive a lot yesterday to get my DJ gig, so I'm just kind of like burnt out. Then I had to go return the equipment to my company, and I'm just kind of. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you and what you're about, and then we can let you go to bed. Okay, so this is Anthony from AKA the Sleepy Dwarf. <laughs> um, wait a minute, wait a minute, that ain't copyright infringement, is it? <laughs> Disney ain't gonna come after us for the sleepy dwarf thing, right? I've seen. I, um, I know a dude named David Montoya. He told me Disney called him because of the fact that he got this dude named Sam Quasman who does the voice of Donald Duck. Right. And they were getting on him because of the fact that 
It's like you're using Donald Duck. So uh, using um in his likeness or whatever and had his had Disney's law team call him at seven thirty in the morning in California. <laughs> All right, let, nice. let's be let's be real about this, guys. I don't care what side of this political spectrum you sit on. I don't care if you're all for like Green New Deals or the feminist movements or whatever else. Why are we wasting so much time on Donald Trump when the real evil is the fucking corporate mouse in Florida and California? Hello. <laughs> in CND. Thank you very much. In large, in my face. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me at Delivery Bros Podcast on Instagram, Delivery Bros Pod on Twitter. And you can also find me on Facebook under Anthony Anthem Williams. With that, cheers. And also check out Delivery Bros. Once again, that's Delivery Bros, D-E-L-I-V-E-R-Y-B-R-O-S. And you can find that on Spotify, Anchor, iTunes, anything you can think of where podcasts are played. And, of course, guys, you can find me right here at Realm of the Mist Podcast. We are back. And, of course, all the other great Realm of the Mist uh, podcasts themselves here at Realm of the Mist's YouTube channel. You can also find me playing Ferran in Chronicles of the Lost Realm and DMing, kind of, sort of, uh, Four Corners of Hell over at Sounds Dicey YouTube channel. Links are down in the description below. Go give a love to that. Like, subscribe, comment, share all the videos. And, of course, check us out on Anchor.fm or wherever quality podcasts are heard. Thank you very much to my panel, and thank you very much, guys, for checking in. And we will be back for some more Realm of the Mist podcasts very soon. Have a good night, guys. Free beer and white women for everybody. (laughs) See you all later. By white women, he means me in a dress and tucking. Have a good night.